dude, it's good to have you on, man. Seriously, I feel like... Yeah, thanks for having me, man. We've gone to a couple advanced screenings together, and now I'm just at the point where I'm like, you need to come on with any DC product because you've watched so many more DC projects than me. And I didn't really know that until you you mentioned all those group Batman movies that you went to go see every week, but I never thought twice about it. And then I moved over to like when we saw Black Adam um, and then The Flash just barely... And I was like, dude, you watch so much DC, you know so much DC. So this is I had to bring you on, dude. I think I, I think you're giving me too much credit, to be honest. <laughs> no. But I, I, I do enjoy I do enjoy the DC films. I, I love I love the comic book characters. I honestly like Marvel and DC a lot. Like the superhero kind of genre is just really fun. You know? What so. if you had to choose one and say you have to get rid of absolutely every piece of content from the other one, and that includes Video games, that includes TV series, that includes everything. Cartoons, DC or Marvel, which one would you keep if you could only keep oh, one? This is an extremely <laughs> hard question. So here's my take. I'm going to I'm going to say Marvel. I'm going to keep Marvel. But I'll give you this little caveat. I probably would have chosen DC if Spider-Man wasn't Marvel. I think Spider-Man is just like such a like cool amazing like character that they can do so much with and and is even like outside of of the regular typical Marvel realm. There's also like really cool branches of Marvel like the X-Men and and like Fantastic 4, you know, like like there there are so many branches that I feel like all encompass in, in Marvel that are really, really fun. But I do really sincerely love DC. I think Joker is has to be one of the greatest villains just in general of all time that. ever. Like if, if we were doing just a villain tier list, Joker would be up there one, two or three, you know, for sure. He's just such a, such an impactful character. I, I like Superman is just like that stereotypical, like perfect superhero you know like like that's who he is superman superhero you know like there's a lot of really awesome characters and batman's always just like such a fun like the epitome of, of what dc is you know i feel but like I'll, top... I'll go marvel okay so you're going marvel and i feel like their top characters <clears throat> like the actual top characters are pretty like synonymous like parallel to each other because you have superman captain america they're kind of the same person you have iron man batman yeah. they're kind of the same person you know but who's that spider-man on the DC side, who who would you consider that like third top tier individual? I don't know. I I think that's why I'm going Marvel is is because would it be I feel the Flash? like us maybe yeah it, it it actually probably is the Flash. The Flash is also like one of the epitome like characters in 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 the DC universe. Like Flash, uh, Batman, and Superman. Like, you, you can't have DC without those three characters. I feel like, I, I mean, you can always talk about Wonder Woman and, and, and like, Aquaman. You know, like, the big ones that always that always pop up in, like, the Justice League and beyond. But, but, but like, those three, Flash, uh, Superman, and Batman, like, you can't have the DC universe without. And I, and I feel like the Marvel universe, it's, like, Iron Man and, and Captain America, of course, and then... Like Spider-Man, I think, is just like a really unique, cool Marvel character. That's 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 just really fun. I think if you would have asked me ten years ago, so twenty twenty-three, so two thousand thirteen, you know, we're what is that, five years out of the um Iron Man, you know, movie. So yeah. you're kind of building Marvel. I think at that point I would have said, Oh, I'm gonna keep DC. I mean, we just got off the Nolan fix, you know, with the Dark Knight trilogy. Batman's just yeah. been incredible 
up until that point with so many like historical animations or movies. And so I feel like at that point, Marvel wasn't big enough for me, even with their comics, you know, their animated comics. I don't think they were big enough to keep then, but now with Infinity War and Endgame and Deadpool and, you know, kind of these these branches, even with TV series now, live action, I feel like they're just doing so much more and they're becoming more of a, like, I don't know, I can't dismiss them anymore, whereas 10 years I, ago I could. I totally agree with you. I, I think especially like in the era that, that me and you grew up in, like I, I feel like DC kind of ruled that superhero genre. Yes. Like we like we were playing with Batman and Superman action figures, you know, like we weren't we weren't playing with Iron Man and, and Thor and you know, like Spider I feel like Spider Man is that one exception. But I, it's it really is all about content. And I think that that, that we're probably gonna come back to this throughout this yep. ten years <laughs> this, from now this podcast episode <laughs> of, of of like it really matters, uh, like the big movies, the big productions, the TV shows that these companies like put actually put out to to the audience. Like that is going to impact generations uh, of of little kids to a, to teenagers yeah. to adults to of like what their favorite superhero is, supervillain is. You know, like these characters are, are so synonymous with just the creators and how they actually create the art. So it's it's always sad to see a movie fail when you when it's a character that you that you've loved in the past. And I feel like when we were kids, there was a lot of like animated films about Batman and Superman and, and the flash, you know, that, that we could hold on to pretty, pretty easily, especially Batman. I feel like Batman's just like such an easy, like really awesome character to, to hold behind. Um, but there wasn't that much Marvel. I, I feel like, like excluding Spider-Man, which always had Adam animated films going on. Like there wasn't a ton of Iron Man content and, and Captain America content. Now, like, all of the extras that they brought into the world with with this successful Marvel franchise, you know, and DC's trying to trying to to do the same right now, they, but yes. maybe not succeeding. <laughs> I I will say my last thought on this before we dive into the Flash review is, I'm thinking, you know, if you're 50 or you know 50 years or older, I want to know who like who which franchise you believe is better, you know, because you actually grew up in the comic area or the comic era, not the you know movies and in you know TV shows from the '90s onward that came out with DC and Marvel, so I would like to know, like, if you are over the age of fifty, which one would you keep and which one would you dismiss? So, dude, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Seriously, this is gonna be fun. We're uh, so Mick and I actually went to an advanced screening of The Flash, uh, which was awesome. You know, really cool to be be a part of. So that was great. Um, and we were able to watch this movie, and I was like, oh, we got to talk about this. So. Before we dive in, Mick, I do want to ask you, I know personally, but just for anybody listening who doesn't know you super well or knows you and doesn't know your relationship with movies, what do you like about movies? What do movies mean to you? What is what is kind of your own relationship to movies? Oh, man. You know, like just being a good friend of yours has changed my relationships, to, <laughs> my relationship to movies significantly. Um, I... I've always been a movie lover. I, I'm a big theater guy. I was a theater kid growing up. Like, I love storytelling. I love acting. I love, like, the, the parts of movies that really hit me is the writing, the dialogue, and the character development. And all of that is synonymous with, like, theater shows and, like, what I grew up loving. Like, a really, really good story is the bottom line. So, like, even, even in Superman, like, not Superman, I mean, like, superhero films, like there, there needs to be a strong story. It can't just always be action. 
you know, and, and I think my personal opinion about just movies in general is as long as you have like the foundation of a really, really good story, beginning, middle and end, no matter what you put in it, in it afterwards, it's going to be a successful movie um, in my in my mind. That's the things that I focus on. Um, so I, I love movies for that reason. You can completely immerse yourself in a different world for a little bit. Some people love books. I know, I know both, both your girlfriend (laughs) and my wife are are just complete book lovers for the same reason, you know, like it, it's, it's a different world that you're just not used to and a completely different life that you haven't lived being depicted in, in, in a certain way. And I think movies are really unique because you, you can hit a lot of senses at the same time watching a movie, hearing the movie, you know, like when you're in the theater, you can even kind of feel the sound around you, which is always like really great. The movie theater experience is, is, is always phenomenal. So yeah, that's kind of what movies mean to me. I think. Do you have a, do you have a favorite movie? Oh, dude, it's the same as yours. <laughs> the, the I know, exactly. That's why I had to, oh, I needed, I needed it's you to goaded, say it. I, I needed it to be documented, you know, The Prestige. It's so good. Uh, if you haven't checked out The Prestige, please watch The Prestige and go in with Chris- equal, you know, expectations. Don't don't go into it too high-winded, but... Um, Christopher Nolan's the goat, man. He's <laughs> incredible. I'm excited for Oppenheimer. It's like coming up too quickly. I almost want to keep waiting because it makes it that much more exciting. I don't know. It's a yeah. weird thing with movies, but... Um, no, I appreciate you coming on, man. This is going to be – so we I, – I think I need to mention this throughout like the first 10 or 20 episodes. But uh, the way that this works is I do share a, a quick news bit, a film news bit from the day that we record. And that way – because this is synonymous to Film Update Time, which is the channel I use on social media to just do film updates, reviews, rankings, all the fun conversations. And so I like sharing a little bit of film, film news before we dive into the topic. So I actually made a TikTok video about this, but I thought it was so cool. Uh, So a 14-year-old kid got hired on by uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse to be an animator on their film with the Lego sequence because he made a Lego trailer shot for shot of the actual film's trailer. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, He said that he checked in with the director every other week. They they did touch-ups. They did progress. And then he would change them. He said that he would work on weekends and after school during the week. And it was just really cool to kind of hear this childish mindset. And by childish, I mean the schedule of a child, you know, and what you'd have to do to work on a feature film at that age. But really cool. Really cool. Um, but yeah, should what, we dive into it? What this? an awesome experience for for a 14-year-old kid, you know, like <laughs> to, yeah. to be on on one of what I mean – this isn't the podcast to talk about it, but like probably one of the movies of the year, like actually working on on a movie Absolutely. that's so freaking cool. It's so good. This is the podcast to talk about it. So just say it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. not the episode I meant. <laughs> so we're reviewing The Flash today. Uh, this just came out starring Ezra Miller. Uh, this is directed by Andy Muschietti. I probably say that wrong every time. He's the director of It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. So really good aesthetic, good horror aspect. This is his first non-horror film. This was also written by Christina Hodson, who was the writer of Birds of Prey, Bumblebee, Fast X Part Two, which will be coming out probably next year. And also co-written by Joby Harold, who did Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So give me your first thoughts before we dive into everything. First thoughts, smash or pass and why? Okay, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go smash. Okay. Uh, but it's like a 
it's like a one night stand kind of smash. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> not, I love not, it. Not a not a girlfriend, <laughs> not a not a marriage. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like That's like I'm great. I'm not in love with this movie, but I, but I definitely I wouldn't pass it. That's for okay. sure. Like I I definitely think that 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 everybody should go. Like I would recommend this movie to almost anybody. I I think it is in general a really solid film. But nice. I don't think it's much more than solid, is what I would say. Okay, okay, it, it's solid, but not for long, is what you're kind of saying. You're like, it, it's not, it's not a, sure. you know, a long experience. So I would also, it depends on your scale, right? So a smasher pass five to ten, one to five. You know, like if you're over five, is a smash? Because in that case, I'd say smash. But if your if your smasher pass is like, no, it needs to be a seven out of ten, and and no lower, then I'd say pass. So I think to your point, there's like solid elements to this film that I would recommend to people. I want them to go check this out for those elements. And then there are other elements I'm like, ah, I would not recommend it because I think that would also, ah, I don't know. I just don't think it would go over well. But yeah, what did you like from this film? What did you not like? Um, I, I, I really did like Ezra Miller um, as, as the Flash. I, I, I think he, he played a really fun character he wasn't as as like witty and funny as as the the normal the normal flash characters are in like other other comics or other depictions in the past that's not always uh, that's not either a good thing or a bad thing like you don't always have to go the same way as it's as it's been done before i actually think earlier in our conversation where we were comparing spider-man and and the flash i actually think that's more of a better comparison than than now that I'm thinking about it, than than I even thought earlier, because they both are kind of that same sort of like younger, fun loving kind of like I want to explore the world and like do whatever I want, like eat a bunch of food and party kind of kind yep. of characters, and and like they're, they're very witty characters. Like when they're when they're fighting their villains, usually it's usually like they're making fun of them, like that like they're too good for them in some sort of way. Um, and Ezra, Ezra didn't fully depict that, but I, I think, I think he did a good job of playing that like awkward scientist kid, you know, who's, who's like dealing with a lot of stuff in his, in, in his life and has this amazing power and ability that he's not quite sure how to use all the time. He's still late to work, even though he's the flash, like he's late to every event. Like that's, it's, it's always funny. It's a funny dynamic. And, and I think he played it well. Um, I think his acting ability really, really led, led the film. For sure, so I, I liked that a lot. I liked, I I honestly liked the fan service. Like I think that there was there was a, too much at, at, at some points, but like I think bringing Michael Keaton back and 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 like going into these multiversal elements and bringing bringing Kara up instead of Superman and and like all of this stuff that you love about DC and any any comic book lovers anybody who knows the Flashpoint story of of how the Flash goes back in time and basically breaks the multiverse and everything goes wrong like i i anybody who knows that kind of vibe from the DC comic universe i think would really love this film i think they did a good job of putting a a Flashpoint film together of he goes back in time and tries to save his mom and everything goes wrong, you know, like the typical love of that flashpoint. Um, so that those, those are probably some of the things that, that I liked most about, about the film. Nice. Yeah. I'd say if we, I do like this comparison with Spider-Man. I feel like those two characters in their own right, feel like they have the most to gain as a character and the most to lose. I feel like they're teenagers that, or they have this teenage emotion to them where they're, they're learning so much. Like they have the most to learn. Like they, they're just 
they're constantly somebody we relate with, whereas Iron Man is almost like, oh, I've learned everything I need to, and I'm just incredibly smart, and Batman is that way as well. They don't typically have these character-defining moments on screen unless you see a younger age from them or something. Um, totally. I will say, besides Iron Man 1, that was a great intro because they, they did a really good job with that. But, yeah, so this film, I, I'm conflicted because I really like the script. And we'll dive in because I do have some questions for um, just kind of about this film as a, as a whole. But I like the script a lot. Like, when I look at what was written and the sequences and how things were building up to be drastic and then some comedic moments to even that out and then some even sadder moments, like, it seemed very well put together. But the, the on-screen like direction or maybe just performances or the way it was cut together and the CGI, it didn't feel as severe to what I was kind of seeing between the lines with the script. So I really liked the script. I liked the product of it. And I I think I had a, a little bit of issue with how it was shown. So yeah, that's kind of an early take of what I have. But Tom Cruise was sent an early copy of this. You know, he, he was so happy about it. He called the director and congratulated him. James Gunn calls this the best superhero film of all time. Yay, nay, do you believe that? Do you feel in line with that? No, I, I definitely <laughs> don't agree. <laughs> that's that's for sure. I think I, I think that this is just a little bit more a little bit better than mid at best, to be honest. Like I, I, I really think like it was solid. I actually like what you said about about liking the script but not liking how it was executed because I I think when me and you saw it, we, we were even caught afterwards talking after in, in, in our car after the theater um, talking about how like there were so many moments where you wanted it to be like you, you knew where the emotion should be leading. You knew where the climax was coming. Like, like moments where you felt like maybe you shouldn't cry, but you should be feeling like some sadness yeah. there. It just like didn't hit as hard as it needed to. And I don't know if that's the soundtrack, if that's the acting ability, if it's just like, maybe it came too quickly and they didn't lead up to it, right? Like fast lead up to it with enough time or with, with enough plot points for you to feel the real emotion be, behind certain moments. But like, the actual skeleton of the script I feel like was, was really solid. Um, and, but like when you're actually experiencing it, I just didn't feel the full emotion that, that you would want to feel that I think the director wanted you to feel, you know, but I, I I just, I just think it was almost there, but if you, if it's almost there, you're not going to make me cry. You know, if if you're almost there, you're not going to make me laugh, but you're going to be like, huh, huh, you know, (laughs) oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's like that 80%. If if, if you're not quite there, if you don't actually cross the line yeah, like the human emotion element is not coming out of the film. And that's why I think this is just a little bit better than mid (laughs) do you have a do you have a number rating like one out of ten have you thought about one um you asked me immediately after the film ended and and i gave it a seven and a half so that might be more accurate than what i'm gonna say now i after i've thought about it and after i've been like thinking about these other movies and 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 like comparing it's it's always rough to compare i don't i don't know if it's always fair to compare the dceu to the mcu right like we've talked a lot about marvel in this conversation as well as dc universe i don't think it's always fair but when you look at like just superhero films in general like this 
I, I feel like this is more of a six and a half to a seven for me and not a seven and a half. But I like I'll stay at a seven because I, I, I think it was it was good. It just wasn't great. Like any great film for me is like an eight or higher. Yeah. Any good film for me is like a is like a seven to maybe a six ish. I feel like when you're hitting six, you're like, OK, we're, we're approaching a bad film, you know, and then and then five and below is is definitely not great. Um just in my mind of, of tier ranking. So I, I'd probably put it at that seven mark of right in between like good and great. Nice. I like that you kind of, I like that you shared that you went through a pattern of maybe like rethinking or delving deeper, just kind of feeling it out. Cause there is an initial emotion, whether it's good or bad, there's always an initial emotion right after you watch a movie. Like I went and saw Transformers Rise of the Beast and I was like, yeah, that was fucking dog shit. Like after I watched the movie, but then like I thought about it and I was like thinking of the elements and don't get me wrong. It's still to my, in my opinion was not an enjoyable film, but I think I was more critical on the negative side right after I watched it. And I think I do that with films I love as well. You know, I think I'm just like, I watched La La Land and I was like, that's one of the greatest films I've ever seen, which I still think it's a phenomenal film. Is it top 10 though? I don't know. I think that's debatable. So (laughs) no, I like that you said that because I kind of went through a similar journey. And by the way, the way that I maybe have my own preference with movies, if I will rank it a five, um, you know, if it's, if it's watchable, you know, I watched it. It wasn't like I need to leave the theater. This is terrible. But if it's like doable and I, and I had some enjoyment, I was like, oh, that's a five. A six makes it rewatchable for me. A seven is when you start actually enjoying it. And then an eight and above, to your point, I, I find really, really good films. So I rated this a 6.7. So right in your realm of kind of your second thought or your second rating, I, I said this movie was fine. And I felt like that matched that energy of like a mid six, you know, six and a half, six point seven. But I think there are elements to your point that added to that and took away from the score, like added to making this better. Ezra Miller, they were great. They were the highlight of this this movie. I felt like they're willing to be nerdy and dorky and geeky, but also be super dramatic in a good way, in an authentic way where you feel this genuine emotion. And not many people can like, level that as an actor in my opinion so they did an incredible job and i felt like um what's her name sasha cal i believe her name is she played supergirl she did a phenomenal job so i felt like there was a lot of great elements and then there was maybe the lack of the score i'm not sure if that was it or the cgi or the editing there was something missing something that just didn't connect the dots fully but i do need to ask you because you know this much better than me i know now pieces of it how did they do with Flashpoint? And give me a breakdown of what maybe they missed or what maybe they just completely capitalized on. Yeah, I think I I, I think this is I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying this is a hard question because Flashpoint in general in the comics and any time that it's been depicted in the in the DC universe, I think I I think it's it is generally used as a as a tool like to to start over basically and i and i think that they're doing it again right now like the fact that this was the last film of not the james gunn era right as 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 we're moving forward here well, we have one more. like this is supposed to start things over so, so 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 that they can so that they can like change whatever they need to change if that's actors if that's bringing in completely new superheroes or bringing in completely different villains you know like changing the story like flashpoint really is supposed to be that like you go back in time and you mess with time a little bit and everything changes, right? For, for the worse, usually. And then you have to go back and fix it. 
And I, I, I think in general, like this was really a good depiction of, of that flashpoint moment. I mean, even at the end, like when, when he would, our, our, this is a spoiler. Like, yeah, this is, podcast, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Okay. oh yeah. I'm just making sure. Um, we're like, even, even at the end of the film, when, when you, he goes back in time, fixes everything, right? Doesn't save his mom when he originally saved his mom and everything went wrong. But he still moved the cans from the bottom shelf to the top shelf so that his dad could be seen on camera. So that, his, so, that, so that they could go and, like, make sure that he gets out of jail. You would think that that's, like, such a little moment that it's really not that important, that it's no big deal. Um, but then all of a sudden you have you have a different Batman walk up at, at, at the very end of the film. Like, like just the smallest, tiniest changes just change everything. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think that they, that they depicted that really, really well. Not I, I don't know if I remember a Flashpoint film where um, they actually had him like joining his himself back in oh, time yeah, yeah you know i i i think that that's a unique take and, and really cool and and to, and of course of course in like the zoom element zoom is 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 like himself but he's been going back in time over and over and over again he's kind of stuck in the speed force he like that's a big villain in the flash universe usually there's lots of comic books about it like they they do it in the in the cw flash series um i actually really liked how they depicted zoom in in the cw flash series um and and like they bring him in for a second in this film and that's always like part of flashpoint as well because the minute that the flash learns that he can travel back in time that's really the flash's story like flashpoint really starts kind of the flash as we know it and and what makes him how he gets more powerful all of his biggest villains that he faces in it like it generally in the comic books and and what i know of them anyway and and the films that i've watched and even the cw f- series of the flash it all starts with him going back in time and and changing things when he learns that he can do that all of a sudden you're facing these really really bigger multiversal villains that 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 before he was just facing like metahumans and yeah. and petty criminals you know and and taking them down but flashpoint always starts kind of his big growth and development. And I, I do think that they did a good job the first year never with, with, with starting that off. I never thought about that with the flash. Like he, it's so funny. Cause you never like his origin story. Let's just call it an origin story of him getting his powers, like him being struck by lightning and the chemicals yeah. going in him. Essentially they don't, that seems so minute, like so small to the actual story of the flash. I feel like I mean, maybe that's just the way they drew it up. But I don't mind it. Like, I like seeing him already developed, and then he's progressing more afterward, which might be kind of the Peter Parker fascination. Like, I liked how they did um, Homecoming because they didn't they didn't hammer on the Uncle Ben story and him getting bitten. Like, it was very much already in the story of Peter Parker. So I felt like they did that here, and I like that. I think that's a good element. I will say, and we talked about this afterward, um, and we'll rank this, you know, this will be one of our films that we rank. But in thinking of Zack Snyder's Justice League and the way that Flashpoint, and I'm, I'm just using Flashpoint, but what I really mean is Flash going back in time, which I don't know if those are synonymous to each other. But um, that moment where he goes back and he reverses time was enhanced by the score. It was really well put with the dialogue and him thinking his own thoughts. And like it was really well paced. And it, it just built up this big, big moment that he did not know if he could do. And then in this film, 
he does it like it's no problem, no effort. It's very short-winded. It's almost a little bit like loose and like humorous at times rather than like serious and really powerful. And I don't know if I like that. I think that threw me off a little bit to the magnitude of him going back in time. It just took away from maybe how hard that could be. <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel similar? Yeah, I I uh so I I I think the flashpoint storyline is is him going back and saving his mom and then everything goes wrong i actually think they even mentioned this in like one or two lines of this film where where they where they brought up the justice league a snyder cut version just just in one line where 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 he he mentioned that that he had traveled back in time previously but only for a short instance of time i actually think Mm. i it's been a while since i've seen the snyder cut but I, i i think it I think he only reversed like 10 minutes at most. It couldn't have been more than 10 minutes of time that, that, yeah, that he went true. back and reversed so they could change something and then, and then defeat the big bad. Right. But um, like the flashpoint storyline is him being capable now to go back farther in time, years and years and years in the past. And that's that I, I actually agree with you. I, I, I think that, I think that they should have made that a lot more serious or maybe like put some extra time into, into maybe him trying to learn how to do that yeah. going farther and farther. You know, they did it a little bit in the film, but it did seem a little bit too easy at times where where especially when he interacts with with himself at, at his younger self, where he gets pushed out of the speed force and and his younger self gets grabbed and, and everything like he just learns how to do stuff so quickly that that it it does it's not as impactful anymore of like oh my gosh the flash is so cool because he's worked so hard at doing this one ability and learning over years of experience of having the speed force that 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 he can do certain things but then they they just whipped it out so quickly yeah. I, I i definitely agree with you for sure i when i was talking about flashpoint i was really talking about just the whole story the, the story in general. Of, okay and, yeah. yeah and i agree with that from what you've told me and what how you listed it out i think they did a good job with that they did a good job writing that up i just think the actual like superpower that he has and how difficult it is and this is maybe a little contrast because in the beginning of the film i love the way they introduced him like using his powers because he was on the street. The girls are like, oh my God, it's the Flash. And he was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, he's like being all modest. But when he like got ready to run fast, I felt like they built it up. It was a slow moment. It was like really like the score honed in on that moment. And it just felt like, oh, this is cool. Like they did. Yeah. All right. I'm here for it. And then that slowly becomes less difficult, less interesting, even though his task is getting harder and harder. And that just did not sit well with me. But um, I do, I felt like a piece of that was the CGI and I got to tell you, man, the CGI, like it's, it's hard because this movie's so ambitious. So I don't know how you'd fix this and I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know what that answer is, but damn, the CGI was over, over stimulating in this movie. Well, I mean, what, what can they do? How, how do they fix that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> to be, I, I, I literally think that this is, uh, that this is the problem that all, all superhero films, all fantasy films, all like anything that is not your ordinary like thing that that me and you would see in our normal life that we have to depict as some sort of magic or sorcery or or superpower or something that is not like logically plausible in our normal world. Like I think that that 
that filmmakers really need to be careful about how they are depicting certain things because it can be really jarring for for just your brain to understand like oh this is i i get that this is a film and it's supposed to be immersive and you're supposed to be like in a different world that you've never experienced before but you gotta guide us there you, yes. you, you gotta move us there so that we can understand what we're seeing instead of just these random elements popping up out of nowhere with no explanation and i i, I think i think the biggest jarring part for me in this film specifically was when he was inside of the speed force there are there are multiple moments in the movie where he where he the speed force is when he's running so fast and then it turns into this circle of time around him where it kind of looks like an arena uh, around him like that's him inside of the speed force where things he can see what is happening he can see things moving forward and moving backwards right and there's a part where all of that breaks as well and they use this cylindrical kind of movement and element multiple times in the film that's like i just don't think that that worked and i don't know what the answer is to make it like better at all like to be honest i really don't but i something about that cylindrical like multiple things around him moving at all times and looking around in this circular element and things like it just it just seemed too much for our minds to handle you know like i i don't know if it would have been better if they if they did like the Thor approach or like the Star Wars approach where you feel like you're going through a tube, you know, and and maybe you see elements passing you by yep. or something like that. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but and I'm sure that they played with that a lot in, in the editing room and, and the directors and writers were probably all working on how do we depict this? Because that really is a hard thing to show on the screen. I just think what they ended up showing us was not quite the answer, because I think every time you went into the Speed Force and I don't and you tell me if you feel the same way feel like every time that that happened it took me out of the story absolutely where where i was like oh everything that was happening regularly all the fight scenes i really liked even the dialogue wasn't fantastic but i still like i felt good like it there was many laugh like many good comedy parts but any time that that cgi happened where he was in the speed force everything around him was moving weirdly that's when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like now I'm out of the film. It okay, lost, let's yeah. let's let's try. I don't want him in the Speed Force anymore. I want to see where he's going. You know. Yeah. And, and I think the tough thing is that they have done it before. Like Zack Snyder's Justice League, I felt like the sequence of him being that's in the Speed Force, right? That's what you're referring to. Him essentially yeah. reversing time because of how fast he's running. That yeah. I felt like they did a great job because they almost. And if I remember correctly. They, like, faded out the surroundings. They faded out things where they kept his, like, opacity, the way he looked super visual. So he could be running on, like, a a set piece, and then they could do green screen. But if they fade out the green screen, I felt like that would show a little bit more realistic, I don't know, visuals. Whereas in this... They looked genuinely like a 2008 video game, and I just didn't yeah, know. It, it did. I didn't I know totally how agree. they like, got away <laughs> with that, and thinking that that was a good product to your point, not distract you from what's actually happening. So yeah, I okay, that's a good point, and I like that you brought it up. I don't know what they can do. I, James Gunn seems to be using this hybrid approach. You know, he builds set pieces and then wraps CGI around them. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, last question here before we wrap up our review. Uh, does this open like how does this open up the James Gunn world? I don't I didn't see any massive opening. Yeah, honestly, I I I don't think that they really did anything in this film that screamed, "Oh, this is going to push 
the James Gunn universe that he's that he's about to create forward. Like I was even waiting for the after credit scene or something small to like have something some characters walk in, you know, like anything like that. There really wasn't anything like that. So I I don't know if it really did set up the James Gunn universe. I I, I think that he it's probably mostly because this was a film that was created before James Gunn took over, right? So I think that they could have added something, but they didn't. Like, it really felt like this was a standalone film on its own. And they may incorporate some other things later in future films to to wrap it all together, if that's what he wants to do. Or, well, he, I don't I don't know if we, it, you might, you'll probably know this better than me, but, like, do we even have news about how James Gunn is moving forward about, like, Who's he getting rid of? Is he even going to keep Ezra Miller? Is he going to keep any of these? Like, I don't feel like we've had any of that, like, actual solid news, except yeah. for maybe the Henry Cavill and, and Gal Gadot stuff where, where he was like, no, you guys are out. <laughs> I just right? don't but, think he's moving forward with this universe at all. Like, and, I don't think so either. And, maybe, and so, so I don't think this sets up anything. It, yeah. it, it, it's just going to be the one of the final films. No, this would be the final film, right? There's not no, another this, one in this, there's in an this Aquaman. universe, right? Aquaman's oh yeah, there's in December. Okay. I forgot about that one for sure. Yeah, so I think that's tricky because I he did I guess subtly open up all these different universes, so maybe he considers that like the opening even though he didn't show any characters that I imagine would come back in any of the future movies and say, "Hey, like, yeah. remember me from the Flash movie? I popped up in one <laughs> of the scenes." Like I just don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, I don't I don't think Ezra Miller is coming back. I think that they really appreciated the work um, that Ezra Miller did on this film. Andy Muschietti has been very open about that. He said that there could not be any better Flash. And so he it seems like he's planning on the character moving forward, but we don't even know if he's going to direct any future films. Um, he is in talks to direct the Batman, though. Batman and the Beyond, or what is it? The Brave and the Bold, the Bat, the new Batman film that's coming out in two years. So he might direct that, so we'll see. But... Yeah, this this film was, I think I just had high hopes. I wouldn't say expectations. I just had hopes that this would be really yeah. good because of how well they've marketed it. So great job on the marketing, DC and Warner Brothers, because genuinely I thought this was going to be one of the best superhero movies I've seen in a long time, where, in fact, James Gunn, your own film, is one of the better superhero films I've seen in a long time. So any last thoughts on The Flash, man? I don't think so. I, I, I really would. I, I don't, I hope that we have not been or have sounded too negative because I really do think it's a good film, especially when we're looking at it compared to other DC films. And I think this is a good, a good kind of, uh, uh, segue in, in, into, into what we're going to do next. I really think comparing it to the other like DCEU films, it's, it's up there as, as one of the better ones. I, I, I think it's definitely in, in the top half of, of them for sure. And so if you're a DC fan, if you're a Flash fan, if, if you know anything about the Flash universe, I think that this is a, a good film and a fun one for you to go and watch. I just, like, I don't think it's fantastic. I don't, I don't think it's great. <laughs> yeah, and I do think if you keep the comparison to those boundaries, like the DCEU films, which is Batman vs. Superman, um, it's Aquaman, it's Wonder Woman. If you if you relate it to those type of films, this is definitely a topper, t- like I shouldn't say topper, <laughs> just more of a top <laughs> tier film to those yeah. ones. But when it comes to Joker, the Batman, even Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, I don't think it's anywhere in those categories or at least, you know, not close. But 
I think that's a great way to go into it. Is hey, think about the recent DC films that have come out in this type of universe, and I think you'll be uh, you'll be satisfied. So, all right, we're gonna do for a second part of this. We're gonna do a tier list. <clears throat> Excuse me, tier list of the DC live action movies since The Dark Knight Rises. So we're gonna kind of eliminate everything before that, just because I think. It gets a little muddy with the Green Lantern, yeah. you know, Ryan Reynolds, which that's just like below our <laughs> grade point. Um, and then so we're going to do it from 2013, essentially, up until now. Uh, I didn't count the list, but we're going to grade them like you would in school. So grade A, B, C, D, F, A obviously being the best, F being the worst. And we're just going to grade these films. We're going to come to that mutual decision. So Man of Steel, this is going to be our first one. Um, <laughs> this is our first introduction to Henry Cavill as Superman. So I think there is, there is maybe a curiosity element to Superman being back. You know, I think prior yeah. to this, it was seven years prior that we saw Superman Returns. And that was n- in no way, shape or form like a new movie. That was a continuation from an old franchise. So what do you think, man? I mean, my initial thought and, and hear me out. My initial thought for this is like a C. Like, I, I feel like it's. It's enjoyable enough, but I just think it. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, are are we are we going A B C D E or or or, or, or F or what? What are we? How yeah. how many tiers are we doing? Yeah, we that, have that. We, have, that'll... we essentially have five tiers: A B C D F. Sorry, just like a school grade. Okay. Uh, yeah, no E Perfect. in there. So yeah. <clears throat> okay, I see. I think that that this is. If we're going to put it in C, it would probably be the highest C for me. Oh, okay. I, I would probably put it at, at like a B, like a lower B, to be honest. I, th- I, I think that, that the things that Man of Steel did, did great is, is um, it was the first film that, that kind of kicked all of this off, right? So like, you don't have anything to compare it to. I, I feel like re- it was so long ago, but remember when I look back at watching that film for the first time, I walked out really enjoying it. You know, I also was much younger than I am now, so maybe I just loved seeing Superman on film. Um, but I, I, I think it's a really enjoyable movie. I think that the that the um, score is really great. Hans Zimmer was the one that did the score. Like there, there's. I think there. Are, Henry Cavill is one of my favorite actors of all time. Like truly. What? So I. I well, that's I, a dude, project. I, we need to I talk about this. Hen- I love Henry Cavill. Henry bro. Cavill of <laughs> yeah. all time. Okay, okay. Is it like, dude? He's a homie, Is it a charm? Bro. Like, what is what no, is it about Henry Cavill? I, I, dude, I just think it's. I think it's the charm, dude. Okay. I, I, okay. That's and that's why I think he's a good Superman too. Is 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 I just feel like he's like one of those one of those guys. That, he also plays a lot of different characters. I I I really like The Witcher. Like even just like the small. Little Little things in in um freaking Mission Impossible like with with, the, with his big old mustache you know like like different I just like Henry Cavill I'm a fan <laughs> I, I, there's nothing wrong with that honestly so I like I I'd probably put it B I'll give him that B minus we're gonna put him in that B grade okay we're gonna put I love it we're gonna put Man of Steel in the B grade because you're right there were a lot of I think my mind turned like genuinely intertwines Superman Returns from 2006 and this movie. And there are moments that I remember from one that I associate with the other. So I need to watch both of them. But I do think this one was uh, was decently well made. Like, I think it's a good introduction to the newer Superman in this world. So I think so, right. too. I also think if it was worse, then 
the rest of the franchise may not have even happened, to be honest. Fair. But the fact that it did well, and, and I think oh, in generally most people enjoyed the film. I, I, I think it was an enjoyable film. That opened the door for more and, and more, and that's why they kept on going with it, you know? So. Yeah. Okay, good take. B, we have Man of Steel and B. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. This was 2016. I want to hear where you would place it. I have, a, I have a thought for what I would place this, but what are your thoughts on this movie? I'm not a fan. This is probably... Okay, I'm not a fan, but I think that there are significantly worse movies. I This is probably an extremely low C for me or a high D for me. Beautiful. Um, yes, yeah, so my thoughts on this movie. For some reason, the big movies that you were hyped for... They, they tend to underwhelm. Like, the initial Suicide Squad movie, I was so excited <clears throat> for. And then it underwhelmed me. Batman vs. Superman, let's be honest, we've never seen that on screen. So I was so excited, live action at least. So I was yep. so excited to see this. And I exactly in my mind, I had a C-, minus. so I like your take on that. We're going to put them in the C category. I just think they had a lot more to offer than what they actually offered. And it's a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, it was... It was fun, you know. You'll revisit it and like, hey, I'm I'm just curious. Let me throw it on in the background because I like Batman and I like Superman. So, <laughs> all right. Next on my, our list, we have Suicide Squad. Speak of the Devil, Suicide Squad, 2016. I, wow, big fat F, dude. This movie, big why this F, movie just? Bro. It did introduce us to Harley Quinn, um, um, to Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. That was one thing, but wow. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to put this in F. Are you good with that? Yeah, 100%. I think that this might be one of the worst movies uh, in not not even just of uh, of the DC universe. I, like I think this is not a good movie, 100%. <laughs> you know what's funny is if you see this on paper and you're like, "Oh, Viola Davis, Margot yep. Robbie, Will yep. Smith." Like you're yep. you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, this is a, okay, Jared Leto, like I know he's on or off, but like okay, like Let's let's go. Let me see something. So, yeah, it really just ends up atrocious. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just really, really terribly done. Terrible villain, like ap- just terrible acting. It, the, the whole thing, a terrible writing. It's just so bad. Yeah. All right. F for Suicide Squad. All right. Wonder Woman in 2017. The initial introduction to uh, the new. Yeah, pretty much our first live action adaptation of Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot. What did you think, man? Where would you where'd you put this? I, I think I'm in the I, minimal I'm 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 in the opposite direction of most people in this one. What do you did you I, I I'm not gonna change my rating. I enjoyed this more than most people. Did okay. you enjoy it or did you dislike I it? I did more not than most enjoy people? it as much as most See, people. See, I think this is actually gonna be one of the ones that we dis, that we very oh, much disagree no. on. Because I I think I think that this is actually one of the better films in the DCEU. Right, I, I'm not going to put it in A, especially because we have things like Joker and the Batman to to rate, you know. Like, but it like, I I think if we were looking at just the DCEU, this might be in the top five of 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 those films. There's not that many of them, so it's not hard to get into the top five. You just have to be a good movie, to be honest. But. I I th- I think that this that this is definitely a B for me. I'm not sure where lower or higher, depending on how many more movies we're putting in the B or the A tier. But I I'm putting I would put this higher than C for sure. I I would recommend this movie. I think it's good. I think I actually think it's comparable to the Flash and how we just talked about the Flash. I th- I think it's a it's a good not a great movie. Wow, 
Oh man, you make this difficult because this is a solid C to me. Like the, I, <laughs> you know, once again, I, it's an introduction to a character that we've all wanted to see on screen, right? We all wanted <clears throat> to see the Flash in a movie. We've all wanted to see Wonder Woman in a movie. We all wanted to see Spider-Man when there was a new, like, when there's the 10th adaptation of Spider-Man, we're going to be excited to see it just because it's a character we love seeing on screen. And so I felt like there was an appreciation of that. Gal Gadot's a great Wonder Woman for what this story really draws up. I don't really know who would, you know, play that role better necessarily. I, I feel conflicted because I've tried to, I don't know. I just think this movie's overhyped. I don't like the writing. I don't like the way it was executed. And then, let alone you create a second movie that didn't do any better. I don't know. So, oh, I it, the second movie is terrible. Yeah, that's that's dog trash. Bro. <laughs> I, I I don't like the second movie at all. You said dog I think that they trash. did a good thing with. I, I I think that I think that they did a good thing with the first movie. I remember talking to all of my friends about about this movie especially in that era of movies because what what are the what are the couple movies that came out after after wonder woman remind me really quickly uh justice league aquaman shazam joker birds of prey okay see i remember watching justice league and aquaman right and then we have so up until that up up through aquaman we we have what we we just we just did man of steel uh batman versus uh, superman batman versus superman wonder Spot. woman Aquaman and Suicide Squad, right? And when you looked at that, at all of those films together, I remember talking to all of my friends being like, Wonder Woman is the best film out of all of them. Like, like Man of Steel might be the only comparable one for me. And so, so like, I have vivid memories, like, thinking that this film was good. It also, I, I, could, I could give you the C because, because it could just be, <laughs> like, at the time, all of the other movies were not good. And so this was the only decent one, right? <laughs> and uh, next to Man of Steel, but... I like every time that I've talked about this movie with somebody, it's always been like in general, I feel like is, is a good movie. So I, we let can me, put it in a high C if, if, if you want to go see if you want to. Let me give you a tough analogy. Okay. Because I watched <laughs> Wally when it first came out and I hated that movie. Now <laughs> that is a movie I would genuinely like to revisit because I have heard nothing but pristine reviews, like actual top tier animation yeah exactly that's that's why in my mind i'm thinking oh i was just a kid and i was in this moment (laughs) of emotion or whatever the case may be this is not one of those films that i consider like wanting to revisit like when when i'm like oh like maybe i do need to just revisit i don't think i want to i I don't don't think we're that far off with a b to a c to be honest let's put it in the high c let's do okay (laughs) c it is well i will put it above batman versus superman because it yeah those it's definitely above (laughs) batman versus superman if you're putting it lower than that we're we're gonna have a problem here all right so next on our list we have justice league the initial justice league i'm gonna tell you straight out the gate this is an f this movie is so incohesive This movie was just as amplified as the Avengers when the Avengers first came out. Everybody, so many DC fans were so excited. They just, they wanted to see this so bad. And the fact that it did not deliver, and not only did it not deliver, it ruined all sense of foundation because Zack Snyder had a personal matter and he wasn't able to finish the film. So they still finished the film without him and it just broke all sort of connectiveness. This is an F in my book. Complete F might be the lowest F on the list. Yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad is battling it right now for for, <laughs> for the lowest F. To be honest. Yeah, those those two are our only F so far. We don't have any A's 
or D's. So this will. I this think, will I get think those are about to get. We're we're about to fill those in in the next few. <laughs> oh, okay. So we have Aquaman from 2018. Um, funny enough, you say this. This actually feels like a D movie to me because yeah, I agree. It's, it's not. It's not absolutely atrocious, but I think it's a little bit overly ambitious in so many different directions that you just don't even know where you're going with the movie. You don't really know the characters that you're introduced to or like their magnitude. So this is a D on my list. I don't know. Where, where would you put it? I think the only thing that would bring this higher for me is, is like, and this is not fair. This is just me being a fan again. Like I just, I love Jason Momoa. I, I think he's a fun character in, in, in everything that he plays. He's a fun guy, you know, and, and I enjoy watching him on screen, even though he's not a phenomenal actor, he's pretty much who he is in every film that, 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 that he's in. But I, I, uh, I, I, I would be comfortable putting it in a really low C, but I'm also very comfortable putting it in a D, so let's just leave it in a D. We will leave it in a D. I will say he also, Jason Momoa, to your point, um, with Fast X, he brought that movie from an F to a D as well. So he is he is good. He has, a, he has yeah, his he's, moments he, to... He's good. I like, I like Jason <laughs> and, Momoa. And, and I enjoyed him in Dune. On, you know, he was screen. a great character in Dune, so Agreed. yeah. He has... And he one, has, of, one of the best characters of all time in Game, in Game of Thrones. Oh, don't even. He, no, stop. Stop. No, he's the most dominant person of all time in Game I love, of Thrones. I love it, dude. All right. I love it. <laughs> next on our list. So Aquaman was grade D. So next on our list, we have Shazam in 2019. Now, we are going to get to the other one, you know, the sequel. This movie surprised me. I had a really good time in this movie. I felt like there was a certain like disconnect from the other movies like it, it was so yes. standalone it felt so much on its own that you didn't have to attach your emotions to anything else and uh i'm already forgetting his name zachary levy i think his name is who plays yeah. shazam he did a good job playing this like childish emotion because he has to he's a teenager in a, in a grown-up's body so i would personally put this under a b I think yep. it's a really good film, and I yeah. I very very much agree. I very Sweet. very much agree. I, it genuinely it, it genuinely surprised me when when I watched it. I kind of compare this um, to to the Marvel version, the DC version of Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. where it was like the a great standalone film that's away from all the others. It's not incorporated in the Avengers yet, you know, like or 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 the Justice League yet, but like they. It's genuinely like a good standalone film, and I walked out of that movie liking it. I would recommend that recommend the first Shazam, Shazam to anybody. I I really like Shazam for sure. I think I, I think this is probably one of the higher B's for sure. Sweet, yeah. I put this above Man of Steel. Um, I I agree. Yeah, I think I agree I, with that. This is a good one to visit. Can we say the same for the sequel? Uh, we'll see. All Definitely right, not. so <laughs> uh, maybe our first A. I absolutely think so. I know a friend of the show, Brittany, would also agree. It is the one and only Joker, played by Joaquin oh, Phoenix. Yeah. More of a character study and just a darker, deeper-oriented film that really, really throws you for a loop with yes. kind of this twist that happens and the realization that you have. And it just kind of opens your mind to all possibilities that could be taking place. Joaquin Phoenix did a great job. He went a little method, and I'm... I'm here for it. I thought he just executed beautifully. After all the speculation of can he match Heath Ledger? He's that he's a good quality actor. Can he do the same thing? I think this is a solid A. I, I said it earlier in the podcast. Joker might be one of one of the best villains in general of all time, and and I think he did a fantastic job 
depicting a a very human version of Joker where where you really see him create the Joker persona and and that that movie does so many things right so many things right you you leave that movie feeling what the director wanted you to feel yes. like uh, there is a feeling to that movie that that you know when you walk out of there that not a lot of films in general can even do let alone superhero films or or villain films or anything like that i think for this universe joker is definitely top tier for sure and you know what's tough about this and great credit to joker and you know other other great films in dc and marvel is when you take a popular IP like Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones, if you make a good sequel, people are already expecting something high. And so if you can make it better than their expectations, that's saying something. It's it's harder yeah. to do in an IP in this group of a popular franchise than any other movie because people are going to go into – you know, the creator, which is a film I'm excited for in September, pretty open-minded because it's not attached to anything. It's not attached to 100%. any franchise. Whereas, you know, The Flash, you kind of go in with a certain amount of expectations. And that's what I did with Joker because of the amount of different, you know, portrayals. You go in with this amplified hype and, and anticipation. And I just thought it lived up to it. So Todd Phillips definitely lived job. up to it for sure. Definitely an A. Um, also, Joker Folia Doe comes out next October, so that will be fun to see. They, they wrapped Let's up go. shooting, so they're just in the editing process. So I hope that we get a little snippet here, um, like around October time. So we'll see. Next on our list, uh, we have Birds of Prey, which... I'll be completely honest. I have not seen this movie. so I haven't seen it either, so let's not rate it. <laughs> okay, we're not going to rate it. We're not going to rate it. Uh, Birds of Prey starring Harley... Uh, not Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. <laughs> I heard good things. I heard good so things, funny. but like at the same time, I don't know. I don't know how well this did. Yeah, I honestly, I've heard mixed things, to be honest. I, I feel like even in general, if, if you look up like like stuff online about tier lists and where it ranks i feel like half the people loved it and half the people hated it i i think on rotten tomatoes it's one of the higher ones but i yeah i haven't seen it so all right we'll we'll leave it out we'll leave it out okay so next uh 2020 film wonder woman 1984 which we get the return of gal gadot uh return of chris pine unexpectedly weirdly i don't know how that you know can make sense but yeah sorry spoiler alert for (laughs) wonder woman I don't so this is this is tough because this is a low this is a very low D for me but it's not an F. So I I don't know. I like the charm of Pedro Pascal. His character is just kind of quirky as a kind of a villain. Yeah. They had some super bad flaws with CGI and story mix-ups and kind of like justifying yeah. at the end a massive decision they made throughout the movie and doing so very cheaply. <laughs> so yeah, this it, is it really was a movie just full of, oh, how do we justify this one thing yes. that we didn't even have to do in the first place? Exactly. Like you could have just created a different story and been totally fine, but they're like, oh, we're going to do this cool idea, but then the whole movie is just going to be justifying this one idea that's so stupid anyway that it's not that big. Oh, yeah, it's trash, dude. I'm, I'm fine with low D for sure. Okay, sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, no more. We don't need to talk more on the Wonder Woman uh, franchise because <laughs> we've we've had some highs and lows, roller coaster emotions 100%. here. <laughs> um, maybe my first hot take. Uh, maybe this is like my fifth hot take, but I just think it's my first. But my my fifth hot take. <laughs> um, <laughs> this might be another A movie. In my in my opinion, it is. This was a phenomenal reboot of a terrible movie. Twenty twenty one, The Suicide Squad. 
oh, by yeah. James Gunn. Oh, I th- yeah. This movie Solid was egg. so oddly enjoyable. Like, just the, the, the pure imagination and ambition. And it's a rated R film, <clears> so there's no holding back. James Gunn is a James Gunn child in this movie. He's just doing everything he wants. And that could be outrageous. That could be charming. You know, he's very charming as a director and a writer. I just thought they did a really good job. I like this movie a ton. I thought I thought it was great. You leave this movie. Uh, if you're a person that that doesn't mind gore, <laughs> yeah, like like you you'll leave this movie and, like really loving it. I I think the story was great. The characters are quirky. Suicide Squad in general is supposed to be these villains that just they do whatever the fuck they want. Like yep. like that that yep. is the whole point. They're villains. They should be able to kill who they want. They should be able to do what they want. They should be wherever they want, whenever they want it. And the only leash that they have on them is literally something inside of the, their head that will make them explode <laughs> if they do That's the right true. thing. You know, like like everything else is totally justifiable. And I think James Gunn just absolutely killed it. Just made the brought these characters to life. This this is what we wanted the original Suicide Squad to be, you know? Like, it. I, I think that, that this movie was even better because the original Suicide Squad um, failed so epically that, that it was like, oh, we can't get any worse. Let's actually, like, just make a good Suicide Squad film. And this film was everything you would want in a Suicide Squad film, for sure. Would you put it A? Yeah, definitely A. Yes, sure. let's I go. Let's go. I love that movie. Yeah. I would rewatch that movie anytime. Um, I love that movie, too. Okay. Sure. Next on the list is uh, the it's Zack Snyder's Justice League from 2021. Now I think there's a lot of outward, uh, maybe just like you know pushing and pulling and going in so many different directions because a this is essentially it's a foundation from the original Justice League a few years prior, but they extend it and they they have different sequences to kind of tell a more cohesive story. So I don't want to say it's completely different because it's not, but it is 100% more cohesive, which I, I very much enjoyed. It allowed me to understand, okay, you're, this is where your foundation is. This is where you need to get to, you know, this is where you need to get to. Here's the journey, and then here's the complications. It made me feel very much in line with storytelling. I thought it was, it was enjoyable. It's a four-hour film, so it's long. It's very long, but I would put this a B rating. What what do you think, man? Yeah, I think I think that this is probably my highest B. Me personally, I like I even might like be on the teetering A okay. could could be A. I really loved this film. I, I I thought that this is everything that Justice League should have been. I think the only thing that might bring it down for a B to me it, it is it's a four hour film. But the, like the reason why I'm okay with that is because we went into it knowing that this is an uncut version of a film, right? Like we knew that this was a longer, like this wasn't super cut down. Like if Zack Snyder was able to make a three hour Justice League film and he took the Snyder cut and actually took out the stuff that, that, that wasn't absolutely needed and just like piece together everything that, that that we were given in a three-hour context, I feel like this might have been an A movie, to be honest. Mm. But, like, for what it is, like, I enjoy longer movies. I enjoyed all of the extra context. I enjoyed all the character growth. Like, such a better story, such a better build-up to everything. I definitely – I'm totally fine with it in a B, for sure. Yeah, I feel like if you liked – whatever you didn't like from the original Justice League, story-wise, they fix – but whatever yeah. you didn't like from the original Justice League CGI and visually, you you still get. So uh, in totally. my opinion, yeah, it, it 
it take it fixes the most important part, which is definitely the story. It makes mm. it makes it an enjoyable film and a thorough you know film at that. So yeah, I mean, if you're chill with B, should we stick with B? Yeah, let's do. B. I, I put it as the highest though. I put it above Shazam and Man, Man of Steel because I do feel like it. Cool. Is that's the that's what that's where I would put it for cool. sure. All right, all right. So 2022, we have the Batman, which once again one of those high IP anticipated films with a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations. And you put it on the shoulders of Matt Reeves, who's known for the Planet of the Apes movies. Like, kind of a, a, a weird contrast. You don't really know. You're bringing in Robert Pattinson, which most people still associated with Edward from Twilight. This, there was a lot of complications here, and it worked out unbelievably well. I mean, Robert Pattinson was a phenomenal Batman. We don't know how he really is as Bruce Wayne yet, which is totally fine. I think we'll get more Bruce Wayne out of him in the next film. Paul Dano is one of the best villains that we've seen in the DC universe as a live action 100%. film. And then Gotham as a character was one of the best cinematography, you know, best yes. visuals we've seen out of any DC film, let alone Batman films. So I really, really, really enjoyed this film. I think it's the second best live action Batman film of all time. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I loved this movie. I loved everything about it. Cinematically beautiful. I really loved that you called Gotham a character because they really made it feel that way. They they absolutely brought you on the Batman journey that that we deserve. Like Batman is such a pivotal pivotal character in the DC universe, and uh, like I loved I loved that they just that it they actually didn't incorporate it into the DCEU. That they that this was a standalone Batman film, absolutely phenomenal villain. Because honestly, in in hero films, superhero films, the protagonist is just as important as the antagonist, and or I should say, the antagonist is just as important as the protagonist. And and having having it a extremely well thought out, really charismatic, really awesome villain that that really gives you a scare, gives you that that vibe, that crit, that that creepiness, that ick. You know that like it's 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 everything that you want in a Batman film, all the way from the beginning to the very end. I really really loved it. So definitely an A for sure. Well said, man. Well said. All right. Uh, what, what personally would you take, Joker or the Batman? I, I'm curious. Oh man, I, I ranked this on without a mic a while ago. A while ago when we were talking about it. This is really hard for me. I just want to hear your personal take. I'll just leave it how it is, but I just want to I hear might, it. I might go Joker over the Batman. Nice. Okay. I just I just think I just think that story was so creative and so new that it that, that it was like really, really awesome. And like the ending is really really cool. I the acting is amazing. Like it's it's very, very close. But I, I, I think the story wise, I'm very intrigued by new stories. Okay. And, and there's not a lot of Batman stories that you can tell that you haven't heard before, you know? Like, of course, the Batman was amazing, but it's still a Batman film. You don't you, – you really haven't seen many Joker films. Like, the origin, the the, That's true. the actual, That's like, creative ability of that character that I, I – I was so intrigued by it that, that the interest level, I think, brings it over for me. I'll take Joker. Nice. Okay. I, I personally Did you choose, take the Batman or did I you did you choose the Batman? I think Oh <laughs> because and, and I do think there there might be a little bit of an attachment. So for anybody who hasn't seen Seven, that is one of my favorite films of all time. I think I recently listed it seven or eight on my top ten. Um this the Batman feels a lot like seven, which is a complete crime thriller. 
and it's it, it feels very detective oriented, which I like. Where most Batman films feel very much like, look at my progression, look at how cool I can look, look at how like great I am as a hero. Whereas this movie is very much like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm a de- I'm a smart I'm a smart detective though, and there's a really disruptive and nasty city of people around me and i need to figure out where do where do i belong you know what's my place in this dark world as this quote-unquote hero and i maybe i like that tone a lot like maybe that's what i really enjoyed which joker does in its own level you know it brings this really dark mental health tone to a character that we associate as a villain so i think there's a lot ton of pros way more than any negatives for any any of those films but yeah i think i'd put the batman Personally. Cool. All right. This was another film that we went to an advanced screening of, which is Black Adam 2022. And I got to say, because we went to we went to a megaplex, which (laughs) in Utah is like the, the big, you know, it's like the nice, you know, movie theaters here in Utah. And it was a sold out IMAX, you know, pre screening event. And I just remember so many things going through my head. A, we were talking about this film. We were. We are optimistically cautious about this film, and there was even, like, they were so hounding on, hey, if you whip your phone out, we're going to kick you out. It doesn't matter what it is. And so we're watching this film, and as we're watching, we're trying to get into it. We're also getting distracted because a kid behind us literally got kicked out for pulling his phone out. Like, so many <laughs> things were going on while we watched this film. There really was. And, and we kept looking at each other because the film itself was so ridiculous. I could not – I. I just couldn't think straight with what I was seeing, not only in Dwayne The Rock Johnson not necessarily acting or not having much dialogue that's worthy of like any emotion, but also just where the film was going. I just didn't feel like I had any purpose to watching this movie. So this is personally an F for me. Where would you place this? 100% an F. Absolutely terrible. It, like, I... Man, I have nothing but bad things to say about this movie. I just, I, the character, the, the acting, the dial, the dialogue was absolutely atrocious. It felt like I was watching a Fast and Furious movie. Like it, it was just like so, so bad. Everything about it, like there, there was no good story. Even the action sequences were not that fun. They weren't that enticing. The CGI was terrible. Like, Everything about this film was just really, really bad. I really, I, if you're, if you're, a, if, even if you're a rock fan, like The Rock, my wife and I love The Rock, to be honest. Like, e- even though he's a terrible actor, all of his films, I genuinely, like, enjoy just because they're fun, usually. I didn't even find the fun in this film. Like, that's a great point. I think, I think, I think it was, I think it was a, 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 Dwayne the Rock Johnson film that took itself too seriously, to yes. be honest. Like, it, and it's just, <laughs> It's just not there. It's yes, not enough. I agree I'm definitely with fine with F. I mean, think about another movie that, in my opinion, is not great by any means, uh, <laughs> let alone maybe even good. I don't know. But Jungle Cruise is fun because The Rock is fun with Emily Blunt. Like, they have a fun 100%. chemistry, you know, a good screen presence. Whereas in this movie, there's just nothing. It's very, very absent of anything that you would find reputable. So, uh, all right, next on our list. We only have two more. So, next on our list, which... I'm curious if you saw this Shazam Fury of the Gods. This came out this year. Did you have a chance to see this? I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see it. Well, let me just share my thoughts real quick because <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a big old F in my book. Um, yeah. Once again, you're coming with the expectation that you're going to get, you're not only getting the same actors back, both, you know, the 
Zachary Levy, but also the younger characters. You're getting the same director, so you're, you're getting a lot of cohesive situations. But this movie was so. I maybe it's the CGI, maybe it was the lack of. I don't know, maybe depth to the severity going on. Like, it's a very serious situation, the actual, um, like, plot. But it doesn't feel serious. Like, you don't feel at risk of anything going on, but it's hefty. I do think the the high point of this movie is Zachary Levy, and um, I'm forgetting his name right now. He plays the the friend, and he's also in Beautiful Boy, and he's in It, and I forgot, I forgot his name. But he's really good, and I felt like they're... Their chemistry, but also the individual humor was really good, which was what you love from the first movie. They just overclouded it with so many other ones. So I think this would be a high F, but I do think that this is an F. Okay. I'm going to put that down here. I have heard nothing but real, like not great things about this movie. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think many people enjoyed it. All right, last on our list, we have The Flash, which we talked about already. So I'm not going to go much further. I'm personally going to say this is like a mid to low B on this scale. I think I think it's a B for okay, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it as a B on this scale. I definitely think it's B. I, I, I definitely don't think it's low enough to be to be a C. That's for sure. I actually okay. think this is probably one of the higher Bs. What what all did we put in the B category? Because I, I just want to see where I, where I put it in the Bs. Okay, let me list it all, actually, and then tell me where you'd put Flash, okay? Okay. Okay, so A, we have the Batman, Joker... The Suicide Squad. B, okay. we have Zack Snyder's Justice League, Shazam, The Flash, Man of Steel. C, we have Wonder Woman, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. D, we have Aquaman, Wonder Woman, 1984. F, we have Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Suicide Squad, Justice League, and Black Adam. It's funny that that we have four in the F category <laughs> <laughs> and and only what three in the A. Well, yeah, yeah we have when you have more a. when you have more Fs than As, <laughs> that, that tells thing. you something. That's that, that's not a good thing. And two two of the wait 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 even wait how what are the As again? The Batman, Joker, and the Suicide Squad. Yeah, literally, I was, I was about to say two, but all three of them are literally not DCEU film, films. Like, what are we? <laughs> What are we doing Why here? Why do we keep making the, them? The, That's the, the only, question. The only A, the only A's on this freaking list are the are the standalone say, films that are completely we, not part of the DCEU. We were teetering on Zack Snyder's Justice League, so I will say they they have a little bit of credit there, a tiny okay, bit. Okay, yeah, we, that we is a high B plus. A, a That's a high B plus. I I liked where you put Flash though, above Man of Steel, but below uh, what was uh, below Shazam. I, I actually think, depending on the person watching this film, I, I, I think Shazam and The Flash could be interchangeable. Like, I agree with I, that I, completely. I, I could definitely see people putting it over Shazam. I might even I might even put it over Shazam, to be honest. Really? But I think they're really, really close. I, 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 like, I like that Shazam and The Flash are kind of right next to each other in B. I think sure. they are. That was a great way of putting it. I do think they're interchangeable. I think they're almost like identical with the same, maybe like quality and same quality by the emotion you feel, the humor, the maybe the <clears throat> darkness in, you know, maybe just kind of the contrast of everything. They feel very similar. So I like yeah. that. So, um, I, I mean, hot take, but but we I guess we just said that, that The Flash could be the best DCEU film because the Zack Snyder, the Snyder Cut right. doesn't it's not technically count. It's outside of it. And, and, and the other three that we put in the A are not part of the DCEU. So, it's like, just, out of Shazam all the actual of DCEU... 
Oh, well, Shazam technically is, but that's what I'm saying. Like, depending on where you put the Flash, either above Shazam or below Shazam, like, the Flash could be... Could be the, the the best DCEU film, which is kind of crazy. Which goes to what we said literally at the beginning of this podcast was if you were to narrow down the boundaries to just the DCEU, this is a top yes. tier film Solid, for that category. For sure. And then if you kind of do the over expansion and if we included the Dark Knight trilogy, then I think this list oh, yeah. would get even more built Getting out. Getting stomped. But uh, just some films to list real quick. There are three that are coming out in the DC universe, live action. So you have Blue Beetle, which is coming out later this year. And then you have Aquaman and the last or the Lost Kingdom coming out at the end of the year, and then Joker Folia Doe in twenty twenty four. So that's next year. So I don't know where those will list, to be honest. But I personally, I'm intrigued by Blue Beetle. I'm not interested in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and then I'm very excited for Joker Folia Doe. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I, I I feel the same way. I'm. I'm very intrigued. I'll say very intrigued by Blue Beetle. I think that they have an opportunity here to really establish a cool character that, that nobody knows. Like, this could be another Shazam, right? Where it's outside of uh, of the realm of the Justice League characters that, that that you know and love. You have the opportunity to really create and cultivate a beautiful story if you if that's the path that you want to go down. But it's all dependent on on the actual execution of everything. So I, I am definitely cautiously optimistic about that film. Not interested in Aquaman at all. I actually think just a hot take right off the bat. And I... I hate to go into a movie thinking that it's already going to be bad, but I'm willing to bet it's going to be worse than even the first one was. And 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 I'm very, very excited for Joker, for sure. I think Joker, Folia Doe, I have anticipation that it will be better. I'm still going to go into it neutral-minded, but... Better than I, the Joker? They're oh, including shit. A, they're including a musical element, which I know most people are not excited for. I am, I am excited, excited because I I'm think it will excited. add... It will add this layer that you didn't think you needed, but you do need, and it will yes. amplify your film. And this is Todd Phillips' baby. Like this is his actual franchise that he cares so much about, and he did a good job with The Hangover, which I know is comedy. It's completely different, but he made a trilogy of those movies, I believe, and they were enjoyable. At least I know the first two are very fun. So, yeah, I'm excited for James Gunn to see what he does. I don't really know how this connects. The Flash. 6.5, 7, you know, I think right in that realm that of those range. those three scales. But go see it. It's out in theaters now. You know, let us know what you think. You know, if you hated it, great. Let us know. If you loved it, great. Let us know. I always want to hear what makes a film great to watch for you or not great to watch for you. I like both, you know, opinions. But, yeah, man, anything else that you want to add before we uh, hop off? No, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. That this this was fun for sure. I, I I never thought that I'd go through the entire list of of DC films like that. That that was that was pretty fun. I I wonder how many people disagree with. I, I know many people will, but I, I wonder how far off we are with certain movies. <laughs> I, you know, far off is very subjective. We might be spot on, my friend. Who knows? I don't yeah, know. Maybe. I don't. We'll we see. Might, or we might be at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. No, dude, it was great Seriously. having you on. Seriously. Mick is my closest friend. He's incredible. Big DC fan. We go to so many movies together. Um, I'm excited to have you back on in the near future. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good one. We'll see everybody next week. Peace.